Welcome to Musings of a Wildflower, lessons and stories from the most unlikely of places. Think of them as modern day parables. We invite you to grab your favorite coffee, tea, or juice and join us for this episode shared mostly by Casey and some of her tribe. Hey guys, this is Casey Andy. We are here for another episode of Musings of a Wildflower. Like we've been doing this series called Take the Stairs and today's episode specifically is about praise team outfits. If you're following me on Instagram, you already know where this is going. Um, Listen, get some tea, get some juice. I did all of this really early in the morning before I had juice, tea, or water. So if my voice sounds crunchy, I'm sorry. But there is some really amazing truth in there. We go and kind of dive into 2 Corinthians 10. And we really address this idea of attention. So please listen to the end. And I hope you hear something that... um, that you can use. I've been saying this thing as I've been going around speaking, which is already weird, but I've been saying this prayer, which is basically, I pray that the Holy Spirit allows you to hear things that I didn't even say. And that's my prayer. So pull up a chair, pull up a seat, pull up a pillow, grab a green juice, and let's dive in to Praise Team Outfits. Oh man, I don't have my clapper (laughs) that nobody cares about but me. Man, welcome back to Musings of a Wildflower. I'm super, super excited um, to kind of talk with you today. This is sort of an extension of a conversation that I started um, on Instagram. And I was just being honest about some things about me. I told you the theme that you're going to see throughout this series is basically that I was a big jerk and I'm trying to be less of a jerk. And I think somebody can probably identify with that. You may or may not be or have been or possibly will be a big jerk. (laughs) And through the grace of the Holy Spirit, we're all working to try to, you know, curve those things that are quote unquote natural. And I want to talk about that um, just to kind of start off before I get into the story. Um, hey, okay, a little bit of housekeeping. I missed a week. It's it's interesting about the internet that you think that people are like so concerned about you. You know, I've been really, if you've been following the podcast, I've been really, just really big about trying to be faithful and diligent. And as a creative, sometimes it's really easy to start a project and not finish a project. So for me, I've been super, super passionate about like, no girl, you upload every two weeks, you upload Dear Worship Leaders the week after that. Um, so I'm like putting out content every single week. Um, and last week I didn't, and it wasn't because I was lazy or any of those things. I'm actually, I'm not even at home. So I am actually in a little bitty apartment on top of a very nice family's house. Um, I'll be here for almost the next month doing something really special. And, and I hope to be able to share it with you guys soon. Still kind of figuring out how to share it. So be prayerful for me. I don't know why I'm nervous, but just be prayerful. It's something I've been thinking about for a really long time. And I really want to you know, kind of lean into all the things that God has really called me to, not just the thing that I've been doing the longest. So I am here in my little apartment doing something really special. 
and I'll, I'll be here for a couple of weeks. So the next couple of podcasts will actually be recorded here, but that's not the point. Um, what I wanted to talk to you about or what I wanted to kind of share is I, my birthday is coming up next month. I'm almost, well, a little bit, a little bit over a month from, from today. And I said a prayer probably about six or seven months ago. I don't know if I've shared this before, but I just feel led to share it again. I said, something happens when you turn 30, for those of you who are near that age, past that age, whatever. And if you are like, help me, help me help people who are like 17, listen to this, like, girl, I don't know what 30 is. It's coming. It's coming around the corner. I promise. But something happens or something happened to me. And I've, I've shared it with a lot of my friends. And it seems to kind of be a, a theme that around 30, you start to decide that you've settled into who you are. So whether you're married, single, if you're, you know, a parent, if you're not a parent, if you have a career, if you're just living in a van, something happens around 30 where you're like, this is who I am. And I think there is a really amazing thing about having your identity and knowing who you are in that kind of way. Like, this is who I am. I am this. I am this. I am that. Blah, 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 blah. That's great. But there's this sort of rigidness that can happen with that. And it's like, this is who I am. And you put your stake in the ground and you're like, if you don't like my personality, listen, this is who I am. If you don't like this part about me, this is who I am. You're not my people. You know, we talk about finding your tribe. Well, if my tribe doesn't like that I'm a jerk, well, that's not my tribe. And so I started to say this prayer because I was noticing things about my quote unquote personality that honestly weren't serving me. Like not, not in a way that was positive and deeper than that. Like it wasn't serving God. So I, I said a prayer and I said, God, if there's things about my personality, even things that are, you know, 30 years deeply rooted, help me. If there are things about my personality that don't serve you, and essentially don't serve me well. God, like help me identify those things and give me the courage to do the work to change. Like, I don't want to just be, this is me. If the me that I am right now can't serve you well. And so even if you are 30, if you're not 30, shoot, if you're 19, like I almost feel like it should be like a birthday prayer. <laughs> I think I'll do that too, like this year, just be like, hey, if there's something about me that doesn't serve you well, like, help me, help me to change it. I don't want to be me if the me that I am is not of, I don't want to say of worth or of value because we don't have to work for God to find us to be valuable or to find us to be worthy. But if we're not of use, there's something really, really important. So that's just a random thing. But it does lead me into my story today or the extension of my story today. If you follow us on Instagram on Dear Worship Leaders, then you probably already know the story about praise team outfits. But every time I do those, they're usually about three minutes long. And I promise, so we do it in one take. So we do not do like clips and then go back and edit it. Like I'm really big about letting the story sound pretty fluid. So because of that, inevitably after we finish recording, I'll be like, Oh, I 
wish I would have said this. And then I'm like, I didn't have any time to say this. And so for me, like this avenue or this platform it's super special. It's a place that I get to sort of <laughs> say all the things that I wish I would have said. I'm pensive by nature. So usually about like three or four days after I have any conversation with any person, I'm like, oh, this is what I wanted to say. Maybe I should like make a podcast about all the conversations I wish <laughs> I wish I had and just send it to my friends. Like, remember when we were talking about your mom? This is really what I wanted to say. But anyways, so um, I've spent literally my whole life working in working, uh, serving in ministry um, in some kind of capacity, mostly music, just because it's one of the few things I can do well. I've never been an usher. I'm really moody. Well, I would imagine that you could walk in on a Sunday morning and my face would not be the most um, <laughs> welcoming. <laughs> I need time. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, so I've, I've worked in ministry my whole my whole life. Uh, I've served with my family. Um, even when I went to college, I found a church and I served there. And when I got out of college, I found a church and I served there and so on and so on and so forth. Um, and a portion of that time was spent as a worship pastor. So as a leader, um, and a portion of that time was spent working with um, a really, really close friend of mine as he was a worship pastor. So I've spent a lot of time, if not in leadership, but also supporting leadership in the area of worship. Um, and so I, I, I was talking to my, mostly my white friends. So my friends who did not go to black church, black church is not their context. And I was like, do you guys like wear matching outfits? <laughs> and one of my friends was like, like a wedding? I was like, no, not identical outfits, because that would be interesting. I guess it's the same thing as a choir robe, but no, I'm not talking about identical outfits, because <laughs> if I go to a church, that's not true. I went to this church in London, and they had on, well, those are matching. They weren't identical, but they got them made. Like some of the men had a shirt printed out of the same fabric like a shirt made out of the same fabric print as some of the ladies' skirts and then some of the ladies had pants that was fly. So I guess, but that's not the same thing as what my friend was saying. My friend was saying like bridesmaid dresses, like everybody's wearing a green dress that's a tube top. And not that you should wear that when you lead worship. But no, that's not what I'm talking about. So just a little culture bit. Um, a lot of churches, and my church did it too, to kind of, sort of have some type of unity uh, where matching outfits. So what my experience has been, it's always like whoever is the most fashionable <laughs> on the on the worship team, which is almost definitely not me. If I am the most fashionable person on the worship team, I, I don't even know what to say about that. But it's usually someone who's super, super fashionable and they pick out my experience has always been like either colors or print. So it may be like, we're wearing denim and red or we're wearing, I don't know, flannel shirts and jeans. That's fly. I want to wear that. Um, I've been wearing leggings for days and I'm going to be wearing leggings for days. So <laughs> a flannel shirt and jeans sounds amazing right now. Um, but anyway, so they pick out this outfit and Normally they may announce it at rehearsal or if you're like super fancy, you put it on planning center and you're like, 
May whatever is flannel and jean day and people get all and they get to wear however they want to. If you're super dressy, I guess you can wear a, a flannel suit. And if you're mean, well, th- that's what this is about. If you're mean. So for about, <sighs> I want to say like two years, maybe longer. Every single time they they being whoever the fashionable person was or whoever, whoever, even if we did it collectively. Like I almost exclusively never wore what, whatever the the color scheme was. And nobody really necessarily said anything to me. I guess after a while, it's kind of like, she ain't wearing it, so get over it. And then I guess because I was in leadership, I guess people don't, you know, it's like, what am I going to say to you? And so I sort of took that stance that a lot of people, you know, that I was sharing at the beginning, like, this is who I am. You know, I just don't like dressing like people. And I don't. I don't like dressing like people. Let's let's make that clear. I don't. The idea of bridesmaid dresses. Bridesmaids? Is it bridesmaids? They're the multiple maids of the bride. Bridesmaids. Bridesmaid. It's not correct. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do people say bridesmaid? Anyways. Yeah, even that sounds terrible. I I I don't even like to buy the same thing as someone in the same moment for fear that one day we may wear it on the same day, even if they don't even live in the same town. I'm like, maybe the one day I see you a year on Christmas, we're gonna be wearing the same sweater and I would die. So that that is true. I'm a if you're on the if you're into the Enneagram, I'm a four. <laughs> I like being unique. I like being myself. The thought of like conformity makes me sad. So it very much is like that was true. This is who I am. And at the, you know, from the surface, that's not bad. Like who, (laughs) there's not a sin against not wanting to dress like other people. There's not a sin against that. But in this situation, and it's funny because I didn't really see it necessarily in time. It took me having a little separation from that space and doing some other things. And I started to realize like, oh, this isn't your personality. This is a heart condition. And so when we talk about this series, Take the Stairs, like I get that, you know, humility and like, oh, be humble. And, you know, there's songs about it. Some something. Be humble. I'm like, we all, is it slow down? Sit down. Whatever. Slow or sit down is applicable. But like, we we talk about that in a, in a way or we'll say like, oh, that person is so humble or, oh, they're, they're just so humble. And a lot of times what we mean is that person is so quiet. Like, they don't say nothing. <laughs> so I'm like, you don't know if they're humble or not. They could, in their quiet mind, be thinking, I'm better than all of you. Um, but we, we talk about that word so, like, lacks like it's just something that everybody knows but it takes work and so what I realized kind of after the fact a little delayed if you will is that you know this wasn't about me having a fashion preference I had a heart condition there was a part of me that really really wanted to stand out there was a part of me that did want to look different and that wanted to be noticed and and wanted so I I like and I don't know that I knew it like deep 
I don't know if I could look at myself. I wasn't very, first of all, I wasn't very self-aware. Um, and I think it's something I'm, I wouldn't say I have this like deep level of self-awareness. I definitely have a deeper self-awareness than I did at that time. Um, and I'm able to look at situations and even my contribution to situations objectively. And I think that's something that happens with time. And, and I think without the Holy Spirit, it doesn't happen at all. <laughs> but I, I can I can see that. And I wasn't like waking up, like, what can I wear that people will notice me? But there was like this internal thing that was happening, this heart posture that was causing me to think that me just being different was no big deal. But in that case, it was a big deal. A, I had ill intentions. And you can have ill intentions without having malicious intentions. And I think when we think about ourselves in situations, like nobody wants to say, no, it was me. I was the jerk. We all want to be like, I was wronged. They were so terrible. Come join me. Be mad at that person because they're a jerk. Like even in that space, nobody wants to be like, and I'm a jerk too. Because you just don't want to identify with that type of behavior. And so what you'll do is because your intention is not malicious, you will somehow like absolve yourself, absolve yourself from responsibility. You're absolved, you're, you will absolve yourself from being in the wrong. And the truth is I was wrong. No, I wasn't malicious. No, I wasn't like, I'll show you whoever you are that picks out outfits. Huh? No, it wasn't that, but it wasn't pure. Because my heart was wanting to be noticed. My heart was Hey, I, I want someone to be like, girl, you don't ever wear anything like, and I, and I maybe didn't know it like in my mind, but like my heart was like looking for that. And like now looking back at it, every time someone would be like, girl, you don't ever wear those outfits. There's a part of me that was like, nope, I sure don't. I mean, pride so big. I don't even know how it fit on the stage and there was room for other people. So it wasn't wrong that, I wasn't wearing the same thing as everybody else. Like in the grand scheme of things like this, the Holy Spirit sit there and be like, she's not wearing a flannel shirt. I'm not coming by today. No, no, it doesn't happen like that. I hope not. <laughs> what if we find out when we get to heaven that God hates flannel shirts? What if we find out when we get to heaven that God hates skinny jeans? <laughs> Every worship leader from here to Australia is is messed up. I'm, I'm being silly. Anyways, there's nothing, there was nothing, you know, fundamentally wrong. But it's wrong because A, that my intent was ill. Um, B, it was fueled by pride and inadequacy. And three, I had submitted myself to leadership. And inadvertently, I would I was not able to really be submissive to that leadership, which sounds weird because technically, you know, I was in leadership over the person who was picking the colors, but like our worship pastor. And even when I was the worship pastor, that's what we had agreed upon. So, you know, when I was working with the worship pastor, I, I wasn't following his leadership inadvertently. I wasn't submitting myself to the place that I had chosen to plant myself. And then even when I became worship pastor, I still wasn't submitting myself to the leadership of me. 
And I tell people all the time, like, if you are having, like, such a hard time and, you know, your church doesn't do things the way you like it and blah, 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 and you have so many issues, you may be at the wrong spot. Sometimes you have to submit to something that is not your personal thing. And I get it. We live in America, which is like independence. Everybody be independent. Be independent. You don't need nobody. Do what you do what you feel. Don't do what you feel. The heart is deceitful. And I, that's not something I made up like scripture affirms. The heart is deceitful. Everything you feel is not good. And so for me, it was like, oh, you know, when I looked back on it, I was like, man, I was, I was leading, I was serving. And, and I think that I've always, like that part of what I do, the musical part, I've never been like really competitive about that or you know, like I'm the man, like I've never, that's never really been my posture in, in the specific area of singing and music. I've never had this sort of, you know, prideful stance in that area. But when I look back on it, man, I was so broken and humility was far from me because I didn't know who I was. And so the tip that I want to just kind of share to sort of bring it Bring it back together. The tip I want to share is as you're trying to take the stairs, as you are walking, and let me tell you something, it is not one stair. It is not three stairs. Like it's the stairs that Rocky climbed up. <laughs> like <laughs> like it, it, it is a continual process. So thinking that you just did it one time and you're cured, it doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And I'm thankful. Like it requires us to lean on the Holy Spirit daily um, to really allow us to to do things with purity of heart and allow us to see ourselves. And so the tip is, hey, if you're attempting to take the stairs, like identify, like be honest with yourself, number one. <laughs> and, and like learn to recognize and address those parts of you that want to be noticed. Like learn to really recognize it and, and not just address it, like learn to discipline the part of you that wants attention. And I want to share a verse that I think is so, so amazing. And I, and I shared it on, on Instagram, but it's, it's so dope. It's Second uh, Corinthians 10, 17 and 18. And I'm reading it from the English Standard Version. And it says, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And I've read that before, like, it ain't about you, it's about Jesus. I just always think about when you tell someone, like, you're so amazing. And then they point at the ceiling, like, no, it's him. <laughs> There's no, if you do that, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just saying a lot of times we do that. And that is like the furthest thing away from what we really feel. We might as well just point at ourselves and be like, yep, it's me. I'm amazing. Be be honest with yourself. But 2 Corinthians 10, 17 says, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And 18 says, for it is not the one who commends himself who is approved, but the one whom the Lord commends. And there's a word in there that I just want you to sort of key in on. And the word is approved. And when I think about how I was and where my heart was in that moment, like that's really what I wanted. I wanted approval. And so 2 Corinthians says it really clearly, like trying to do it yourself to get approved is never going to work. 
commending yourself, making yourself stand out, telling people how great you are is never going to work because that doesn't matter. That doesn't really gain approval. It may gain attention, but it doesn't gain approval. But it's the one who the Lord commends, the one who the Lord recognizes. And so I encourage you, if if humility and pride, if those are things you struggle with and it's stuff that I struggle with, so it's not, there's no shame in that, really begin to study and pray over 2 Corinthians 10, 17 and 18 and figure out those areas of your life where you really wanted approval, but you settled for attention. Because that's really what it was. Like I wanted approval, but I, I settled for attention. And not that I'm perfectly healed or like, I'm just amazing right now, but like I can sit in who I am right now and realize that I'm approved and it doesn't require the attention of other people to affirm that. And that's a daily walk that I have to do. Like I daily have to tell myself when I get in situations where I feel like maybe people are judging me or whatever, A, that most of those spaces, nobody's thinking about me. And even what, you know, I learned in, in, in class yesterday is like, I know, here's all I know. Like, I can't think about what people are thinking about. I have no way of knowing that. Here's all I know. <laughs> and a lot of times that is so small, what we actually know to be true is so small. And on that small, small, small knowledge, we've built a story that we can't even we can't even verify. But that comes before, that comes from the fact that a lot of us, myself included, we're looking for approval and, and we're settling for attention. So I just want to encourage you as you take this walk on Take the Stairs, A, to lean into the Holy Spirit, like lean into the power of the Holy Spirit. I've been talking about this in different iterations for a really, it feels like weeks now. Like if your trying doesn't work, it's because your trying doesn't work and nobody's trying works. Like in and of yourself, you are incapable of being all that God wants you to be if you do not engage the true daily function of the Holy Spirit. So if you want to take the stairs, the tip for this week is to identify and discipline the part of you that really wants attention. And we know it's not that you want attention, you want approval. And a lot of us are settling for attention. So I'm going to close this this out the same way I close everyone, (laughs) every episode out with just a quick prayer. God, we thank you. I thank you. It's crazy how even as I'm sharing and speaking, I'm hearing you really clearly in ways that I can serve you better in my own life. And so I thank you for that. God, we thank you for that. I pray for every single person, every single person that's listening. Um, ones who identify as struggling with humility and maybe ones who don't. <laughs> maybe it's not their turn yet. Maybe that 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 struggle may be around the corner. Maybe they'll never deal with it. But God, help us to really, A, like be able to search our hearts. Like help us not to just stand rigid in this cement of this is who I am. 
Because if who we are doesn't serve you, who we are is nothing. And so God, I pray that you empower us and that your Holy Spirit empowers us to walk the stairs of humility with courage, to take moments to really be reflective and think about like how how pure our hearts may be to think about our behaviors and not just the behaviors by themselves. Because like I said, like a flannel shirt by itself, it's not bad. But to really think about if the root of that behavior is is settled in in a condition of the heart that only you can heal. God, I believe in you. I've seen you work. I've seen you change hearts. I've seen the way you've changed my heart. I've seen the way you've changed my life. And so God, I pray that every single person listening will see that in their own life, that they will see your work in their own life, that they will open their heart to do, for you to do the work that only you can. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You are perfect. And you continue to make all the broken pieces of our journey into something beautiful to give your name glory. And I thank you that you've done that in my own life and that you'll do that in the lives of the people that are listening. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Another one down. <laughs> Yo, thank you for listening to Musings of a Wildflower. Um, I said the same thing. And thank you for those people who've been posting uh, reviews and things like that. Thank you so much. I, I say this, and I think it's really, really important that the messaging that we're doing here, the conversations that we're having here, providing like real, true word and scripture and life-giving scripture to people on a platform that literally is worldwide is super special. So if you in any way are blessed or positively affected by what it is we're doing here in Musings of a Wildflower, I really just want to encourage you to, you know, leave a leave a review. I mean, even if you think it sucks, leave a review and say it sucks. <laughs> leave a review. Um, there's an option. I know a lot of you all listen on the Apple platforms. There's an option to give it, you know, one star, two star, three stars. I think four or five stars is the highest one, whatever, whatever you, whatever you think this deserves. But the more we actually engage in this content, the more we can share this content to people who really need it. So I I thank you. I thank you so much for listening. I don't take it for granted that you trust my voice in your life. I think we should. We should be meticulous about the, the voices that we allow to speak into our world and speak into our lives. And the fact that for whatever reason you have um, trusted mine. I don't take that for granted. So I pray that this word travels with you. I pray that it really affects your heart. And I pray that even in what I said, that the Holy Spirit said something that you can really hear. And maybe it's something I didn't say. So we will see you again in two weeks. But in one week, we'll be on Dear Worship Leaders on Instagram. So follow us at Dear Worship Leaders. Or you can follow me personally at KCJ Music. And hope to see you soon.